Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. I think it's it's really important to have, you know, an inflation-proof your budget. You know, if you can have some savings built into the budget, that will allow for fluctuations in prices and things like that. And, and you know, not having the interest rates impact you as badly. You know, having that wiggle room in your budget and that emergency savings is going to go a long way to help making sure that you can handle any kind of you know, things that come up. Things like back to school. Many parents are scrambling right now trying to figure out how they are going to afford all the items they need for their children when they return to the classroom. Well, we're joined today by Sandra Fry. She is an accredited financial counselor with the Credit Counseling Society. She's going to share with us some tips and advice on how we can save money as we head back to school. Back to school is just around the corner. We've had a couple of unusual years with the pandemic, and now things are slowly returning back to normal. But we've also had inflation take hold of our wallets. A lot more of us are struggling to get by. As we head back to school, tell us a little bit about how we can plan and where we can start so that we're not uh, in a place where we're struggling and really worried about what we're going to do. I always. Uh... Actually, even as a parent, too, and as a counselor, I I advise people to start with, you know, shopping at home, you know, inventory what you already have, you know, what's left over from last year. Oftentimes, you know, kids don't need new sets of pencil crayons or pens or pencils because they've still got lots of that stuff left. So start there. So it's as simple as starting at home. But one thing, another thing that you mentioned is to have a budget. Many people out there don't have a budget. I know myself. I don't have a budget, but I watch my money closely. For those who don't know where to start, where can they start when it comes to a budget? Now, um, I mean, a back-to-school budget should be based on, you know, what's going to be affordable for the family um, and hopefully not, you know, going to cause them to go into debt and then have to play catch-up until, you know, Christmas. Um, but an, uh, a household budget should start with tracking what life costs and then build your budget around, you know, fitting those necessities in. And then, of course, all the all the lovely extras as well as debt repayment and savings. Um, anything that is uh, what we call an irregular expense, like back to school, like Christmas gifts, like clothing, things that aren't every month should still be things that are factored into every month's budget. Because if you're not saving for those things, when they come up, they're going to cause a deficit in that given month. What are you hearing from most people now as we head back into this season of back to school and all these other things that are in the future and as we deal with inflation? Well, I am hearing a lot about, you know, the the rising cost of food and things like that and how, you know, at the grocery till it's costing a lot more than it did previously. When it comes mm-hmm. to stuff like that, then with food, that's also a huge part of back to school. You have extra meals, um, different meals that you have to pack because kids are staying at school. How can people plan for that? So a lot of that, uh, you can save money in that department by not buying the pre-packaged convenience items that, you know, all the kids want to have in their lunches. 
So, you know, this is where you can get your kids involved, you know, get some fun recipes out, make some treats that, you know, they can take to school. So obviously you want to avoid peanut butter or anything, but, you know, get them making some chocolate chip granola bars or chocolate chip muffins, you know, things like that. And even look at getting reusable beverage containers, because if you're buying juice in bulk, as opposed to those little juice boxes, you're going to save a lot of money that way. And the one thing we started doing in our homes, first of all, every kid wants those Lunchables. I despise them just because they're not exactly healthy. But, you know, kids love them. And every once in a while, they're a great snack to have. So we started making our own Lunchables. And it's as simple as, like you said, going to the store, buying those little meats, um, buying crackers. But, of course, you can choose the healthier option and then choosing a little side to go alongside it. And my kids, when they did this, because they're in a day camp right now, They've absolutely loved it. And they don't care that it's not that one from the store. Something yeah. super simple. Yeah. And getting them involved means they have some control over that too, right? It doesn't It doesn't hurt to start them young and show them, you know, the value of the dollar. If we buy this Lunchable, it's going to cost this much as opposed to, you know, we can probably make the entire week from scratch for the same price. Now, another thing that you say is to cut where can we cut back? Because most people are going to look at their budget right now and go like, really, I have nowhere to cut back. How can I cut back? Well, again, going back to tracking um, what you're spending, right? So it can be as, you know, little things, even like treating yourself to a coffee every day. I mean, that can add up to, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60 or even more dollars a month. So... Um, even looking at that, you know, the necessities like the grocery budget, you know, are we buying those convenient prepackaged things when it comes to meal preparation or are we, you know, doing some meal prep in advance so that we can, you know, save money on, you know, cooking from scratch. What about shopping with a list? I always recommend that. In fact, mm-hmm. I start uh, myself with making a menu. And inventorying what's in my cupboards, because I don't need to go out and buy more, you know, whatever, chicken breast or whatever, if I have stuff in the freezer already, right? So, again, you know, I say shop your cupboards, figure out what you have, uh, plan your menu around that, and then just go buy what you need. Here's something interesting that I do, and I know it's been working for our family. So what I do is I actually don't shop with the list. I'm the complete opposite. I go in and only buy what's on sale. I go to those areas that have the like best before, close to the best before date. I buy that and then make what I can with that. And I find that that is also a way to save money. Would you agree or would you say stick to that list? Um, I would agree. I mean, you know, when I when I make a menu, I do allow for, you know, things like that. But I, too, love the, you know, 30 percent off stuff that's going to, you know, it's a couple days best before. And I love tossing that stuff in the freezer because you never know. It doesn't hurt to have, you know, extra food in the freezer in case, you know, somebody gets sick and you can't go to the grocery store. So you are a credit counselor. For those who don't know what that job is and what you do, explain for us. So um, I I work for not-for-profit. I work for Credit Counseling Society. And we uh, teach and educate uh, Canadians on how to better manage their money. And I mean, that starts with helping them create a budget and then we develop a plan to help them uh, clean up debts they may have. 
you know, show them any uh, and affordable options that they have, including um, we do have the ability to negotiate lower interest rates, which can be a more affordable way to get out of debt. Have you seen more people using the resources of the Credit Counseling Society now that we're seeing this huge increase in inflation and people struggling with funds? Yes. Yeah, we're definitely um, getting busier and, yeah, seeing more more people impacted, uh, both by post-COVID you know COVID things like they were laid off or now they owe for, you know, taxes from CERB and things like that. So, you know, all of that fallout is coming now with inflation on top of it all. As a credit counselor, would you say there's still hope out there that things can turn around? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's it's really important to have, you know, an inflation proof your budget. You know, if you can have some savings built into the budget, that will allow for fluctuations in prices and things like that. And, and you know, not having the interest rates impact you as badly. Hopefully, you know, people listening aren't, you know, looking at retiring and, and finding their investments are down and things like that. Like, like, we can't do anything about that. But, you know, having that wiggle room in your budget and that emergency savings is going to go a long way to help making sure that you can handle any kind of, you know, things that come up. It's never too early to start that discussion. That's absolutely right. I mean, it's it's kind of a sad thing, but, uh, you know, a lot of the financial education for our next generation, and, and of course, for us previously, comes, starts at home, right? So, you know, doesn't hurt to you know, get your kids involved in making decisions. And, you know, if you don't understand what you need to do, again, you know, we've we've got a great website dedicated to improving financial education. It's called mymoneycoach.ca and lots of free tools and, and tips and, and lots of great things that you can take advantage of to help improve just basic uh, financial knowledge. Back to the back to school topic. Another thing that a lot of people are saying is that clothing, back to school clothing is expensive. But again, there are ways to get around that. Absolutely. Yeah, this is where, you know, shopping sales comes in handy. Um, you can you can even teach your kids, you know, this is a really good learning lesson for them, the value of, you know, getting the store brand versus, you know, the name brand and just showing them, well, you can get this one, you know, name brand T-shirt or you can get three store brand T-shirts. And, and often the store brand is made just as well, if not better than some of those name brands. How about looking into flyers and looking ahead and stuff like that? That's a great way to plan out your back to school shopping because um, then you can shop the sales. Some stores will add match. So if you can take those in, um, of course, the key to that is going to be shopping early while there's still lots of selection available rather than shopping last minute. And then you're stuck with buying that expensive, you know, binder as opposed to, you know, again, the store brand of binder kind of deal. Any other ways to stretch the dollar that, you know, the few dollars that people may have out there? Well, uh, I know one of the things parents have struggled with, especially since COVID, is is the new need for some electronics, our access to electronics. Uh, it doesn't hurt to look at buying refurbished electronics, because oftentimes they still come with, 
you know, guarantees and things like that. And they're just as good as, you know, the this year's model. A lot of schools now have the, you know, back in the olden days, we got a list. The olden days. <laughs> We're not that old. <laughs> we, <laughs> we got a list sent home with us and then we'd go shopping for our school supplies on our own and we could, you know, budget it ourselves. But now we're getting, you know, the schools sending home, hey, this is what we need you to send. And it's a certain amount of money and you don't have that option. How do families deal with that? Ooh, that's that's a good question. I I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure that the school could be approached to discuss that. Um, I I personally, as a parent, you know, that raised three children, um, found it was actually less expensive to write the school that check than it was to have to go out and buy the stuff because everything's the same when you know the school's buying the supplies right so there's no you know other kids are taking the sparkly pencils or you know whatever that your child has picked out and then you have to replace it right it's all a great big pool that's very true so when we look at that 45 dollars for some it may seem like a lot but in the end you may be saving money exactly yeah and there's also one thing interesting that came of that is um my son, who is a very enterprising young man, <laughs> would always uh, ask to get the leftovers at the end of the year. Is it worth going into debt for back to school shopping? Well, that that's a tough one, right? Because we're we're kind of trying to balance the the necessity versus the you know the nicety of having it, right? So. Um, do our kids need a complete new wardrobe for back to school if they have clothes that are, you know, good in good condition and fit them? I'd say no, that's a nicety, not a necessity. But if they need to have, uh, you know, a new backpack to carry their stuff back and forth to school, then, you know, that's worth, you know, spending some money to get a, you know, quality bag that's going to last them a few years rather than, you know, that this is where <laughs> the difference between no name and <laughs> and uh, brand name comes into effect because you can you can buy a backpack at the Dollarama, but it's not going to last you very long. I've learned my lesson with that with the but that's with sneakers instead buying the cheap pair as opposed to the expensive pair it actually lasts and you you end up spending less money because you don't buy five pairs throughout the year. Very true, especially if you have boys. But I would always take mine to the clearance department at the back of the shoe store yeah. and you know pick from last year's runners yeah they're they're a, a name brand quality runner that they're not going to blow through in three months um, but they're you know on sale and what I like that you just mentioned was the nicety and necessity there's another thing you can do again going back to lists make a list sit there make that list and figure out what is important what is not important Yes, and and giving some of that control to your kids can help them understand that value of a dollar. Uh, but you know, you don't want to be at the store having that battle when they want that you know twenty dollar binder as opposed to you, you know the three or four dollar binder that's just as good. Uh, for people who want to learn more, um, want to reach out and use some of the resources that you mentioned earlier, share again with us that website. So the educational website is mymoneycoach.ca. And if they want more information or would like to reach out for some help, you know, have a free consultation with a credit counselor, they can go to nomoredebts.org.
org, so O-R-G, or give us a shout at one 527 Thank you so much for joining us and for making time for us. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.